and welcome to Battle of Podcast, where we talk about our hopes and dreams and how they've died. Wow. <laughs> Although that is spot on. So a small quick version. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> Actually bleeding into that, I have a question for you. So this is oh. but it's a silly question. Don't take it too seriously. But think of it in the light of how the Sims have aspirations. Yep. And usually they tend to be something like really stupid or something. And you're kind of like, really? That's okay. That's your life goal. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. What's one for you? What's one of my Sims life goals? Not <laughs> your life goal. Not a Sim character of yours on the video. I mean. <laughs> like if you had a silly ass, if you had a silly aspiration <sighs> that like you want and you get 500 life points. For. Well, it would be to marry Idris Elba. Adoy. <laughs> all right, let's. All right, now we know. So, what's your sim ass? Simspiration, that's what they're called. <laughs> Actually, one of my friends texted me about something with Jeff Goldblum. Mm. And that's when I was like, oh my God, what I wouldn't do to like sit down and have like tea with him <laughs> and just like. Talk. That's it? You just want to have tea and talk with Jeff Goldblum? I mean... That's not a silly aspiration. That's something that could happen. I can't marry Idris Elba. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't want to marry Jeff Goldblum because he's already married happily and he has a child and, like, I'm not going to break up a family. Unless he really wanted to, that I mean. <laughs> I would think, like, your simspiration would be to have Neil Patrick Harris's baby. See... Something completely far flung and out of the see, that is, realm of but possibility. See, having tea with Jeff Goldblum, I feel, would be. But I guess within his personality, if the chance would arise, he totally would Absolutely. be like, you know, tea. Actually, it probably what it would really be would be having wine and cheese. There you go. Because I feel like he would be like, let me tell you about every single piece of cheese on there. <laughs> and then he would go into detail. And while most people wouldn't care, and I probably wouldn't really care, I would still listen and like, just be like, tell me about that blue cheese, please. Mm, bear. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this cheese come from? What cow? Quite the mouthfeel. <laughs> All right, so it's that time of, of podcast, Mallory, where we, we have to do a wee podcast like this. Are okay. you ready? Did you get your hair shushed out, shushed out enough? Let me just fluff up my fro. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to try it. How about sweaty arm to sweaty arm? Uh, like, did it go? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess we're just going to be in statues. Maybe. Should we just... I should just be like, good point, Honda. Yes. <laughs> have to like move a little bit <laughs> to know. Should we have one just where we're chugging? Clug, clug, clug. It looks like you're holding it up to your face like a nice pack. Because she hit me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I think we might be okay. I think we got this now for the first time ever in Battle well, of... Well, we'll see what they look like when I take it down, but... I hear you. Well, that's the one where you, you hit me in the head. That's perfect. That's another perfect. The most perfect. <laughs> Pretty okay. There we go. Completely. No. And then these are all of our random ones because it was taking pictures of us before we started. <laughs> Guys. Oh, my God. We are getting professional level. Are we? No. Because you don't <laughs> want to be next to me. I get it sweaty. Because it's 850 arm. goddamn thousand degrees in here. <laughs> yes. Okay, so today we are here to talk about um, a wonderful article that came out last week from New York Magazine's The Cut, and it is all about incels and what these gentle fellows are doing to get noticed by the ladies. And apparently each other at this point. There's a community out there for these poor sad guys who, in this day and age where everybody's always looking at their phones, expects people to look up at them. <laughs> I guess we should do the same thing here as we talked about in other ones. We're trying to not cast judgment, but this is where I have my bias. Where oh, it's hard. she's got opinions. I do. I have a hard enough time because in a world 
wherein men already have power. These men say they do not have power, and thus they're going to take their power. So let's define what an incel is based on this article. It's short for involuntary celibate. Now they actually name them. This is the weird part to me. That's why I say they're going to take their power. They are putting this upon themselves. Mm -hmm. They name themselves. They're putting themselves into this category and label. And then they continually do this weird churn of patriarchal, we got to take what we deserve slash we don't deserve it, so we have to do this over here to deserve it and take it. Like, it's a weird thing. All right, continue. They call the um, the alpha males, which is what they kind of, I forget, oh, I got to find it, where they kind of describe what they are, and it's like the cross between a lumberjack, lumberjack, a vampire, <laughs> some other shit. I'm just like, why do we want to be all of, any of all of or all of these things just be who you are well, that's, that's perfectly fine that's what's interesting to me is that they say that they want all these things it's kind of like the same thing that women mm-hmm. when you generalize all about mm-hmm. that where it's like wow suddenly we need to be thin but also have hips right. and bust and also we have to be a Kardashian now all of a sudden yeah all these impossible things at once you were saying that they they call them chads right they call the the, the dream alpha male what they're aspiring to be chads and they call the the hot girls stacy's um what you think you call them barbies you would think know. but i Stacey's guess like, barbie's friend it's well they can't do barbie and ken right because mm. probably trademarks i'm not sure they must be concerned about yes that. i'm sure i'm sure all of the incels out there are very very concerned about trademarks they are <laughs> except that they literally go in and then they're like i want to look like this person yeah The part about this that was super interesting to me, I almost feel sorry for them in a way Mm -hmm. because they really just have a horrible Mm self-esteem and they feel like it's the complete and total, their lives are the complete and total reverse of the lives of, say, someone who might be my age or older where those men, they could pick up a chick who, you know, would be grateful to have them and what they look like because they didn't really have any other options whereas now and i think we've had a discussion about the tinder discussion is you know there's just a smorgasbord of 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 men and these women always are choosing the hot guys Mm. and the guys that you know they think that they can since they're available they can just snap them up just like the men do for women where they just try to get as many women as they can they feel that women are doing the same thing here's where not picking them Here's wherein I have the problem, though. They blame women for not being able to get women, whereas they put chads on this pedestal right. of who you should be. They are not in the wrong. Of the beauty standard. Right. That's the beauty, beauty standard, standard. They can't do any wrong. That's who you want to be. But then for when they don't get anything, then it's the woman's fault. Fuck them. Why would they? So it's like the... Again, they're trying yeah, to be I'm a chad to get her. women, but then when they get there, they don't even want the woman because then they feel like shit. Right. Because they're like, I don't even know if they want me for me or it's because I did all these changes to myself. But I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The idea of an incel, like we didn't even fully develop it, which is that the main people, particularly within this article, is that they have a group community online. Mm-hmm. Couple and of they them, couple forums. Talk that to each other continuously to talk about how they need to be better attractive mm-hmm. to gather a mate. And it's sort of like a weird group therapy that they kind of created for themselves. It's like a, a body dysmorphia cult or right. club or cult or something like that where – they will literally post pictures. Other people will take those pictures and Photoshop them to give them the look of a Chad. So changing their jawline or, you know, making things mm-hmm. slightly more symmetrical, if you will, even though this guy's not symmetrical. I digress. They do. Yeah, they do a lot of things to make themselves look more beautiful mm-hmm. to what they think they want to be. More attractive and to when women. It, yeah. And what it comes down to, though, is that it ends up becoming this continuous, oh, I got this surgery. I'm finally going to look like how I want to be. And then it becomes an obsession again once more. And mainly a lot of that has to do with the fact that when you have body dysmorphia, of course, you're going to go in and do one. 
it's a habit. You have just like anything well, else. Well, it's an addiction. It's an addiction, but also it's 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 sort of like when you have depression. And I know people who, when they get medication, and then suddenly they're like, "Whoa, I have these feelings, and I don't have." Right. Like it's hard to be like you have to habitually think yourself now out of putting yourself down twenty four seven. Well, that's why you should you have to accompany all these therapy. things with therapy. Yes, I mean, and we'll get we'll talk about this we'll talk doctor about that. in a minute, but. The fact that he's doing these unethical things is really atrocious. And it depends on how unethical you think, but we'll talk about it. So I found what how they describe the, the phenotype for Chad's, and it's Celtic Norded, Gracile Mediterranean, and their style is like jock, lumberjack, vampire, pretty boy. Which, which is good luck, I guess. Do you pick one of them? I'm not quite sure. I don't know how you can be. A but I feel like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Like we're just missing three more and then we have got seven or BTS. So <laughs> I mean, the way that they're going about it, though, is that they talk about that they want. It's like they're asking for. I'm surprised they didn't put mermaid on there. Ah, because well, in all reality, that has the femme because they also that, are looking to be more feminized in many pretty ways. pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, it's the pretty boy thing. So but they've already got the vampire, you know, lumberjack, do lumberjack vampire. Viking, why not? And then well, mermaid. Well, that's Celtic Norden. I'm just, I'm just, that's why I'm saying it. So add Viking. But they don't have to. That's what. That's basically they it. Should just, they should just add also what should they tree. Add? Tree. <laughs> they want to be Groot now. That yes. Be, be it so then that way you don't have a facial expression either. <laughs> just and, and you talk in Russell's. <laughs> That'll be at the end. <laughs> so the article does at least kind of give a good understanding of the fact that like not all of these misogynists who are incels are also Nazis or white supremacists. So they were they like, are, there's as only far as a- I'm concerned, they're all grouped together. I don't care. Okay, so I'm just going to read this mm, so that ahead. you have like, okay. I mean, the article may not have said it, but I'll say it. So only a handful are white supremacists storm cells as they are known far more are like the person in this article who are not white but convinced that most paragons of male beauty are so they're not even white mm. so, so it's just these are the people who believe that the friend zone exists yes that they are automatically put in a friend zone yep. there's no way to get out of the friend yep, zone and then they like, there's, are there's angry a glass about it so they their glass ceiling is the friend zone that's <laughs> what happens break the glass they want to break that glass Which ceiling is really when you look at it from a different perspective as an outsider you can see why a lot of these people who have these emotions, why we talk about they need therapy. Because mm-hmm. when you look at it from an outsider perspective, there is no one, whether you are, you know, male, female, non-binary. When you look at another person who, even for friendship purposes, when they have these types of horrible emotions and low self-esteem and just bad outlooks on life and they're angry all the time and they're sad all the time, like not, people don't like to be around that. But misery loves company. That's Hence why they're all together. And all of these guys are sitting around going, yeah. But like what kind uh, of, you know. My life's terrible. Mm-hmm. Your life's terrible. Which, our lives are terrible because women. Which is interesting also because I would be interested in knowing how many of them. Because they didn't really talk about the fact that it's like, actually, there are women out there who would date you. They have that in this too, where there is one guy who he ended up talking to a girl and liking a girl and he fell off the forums because, because he's like. Because, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, wait, oops. But how many of these people, it's because that they have these high expectation fantasy related, but this is what you should want and what you want to go for. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they all want the eight eight to ten ladies, right? right? Which, again, as we've learned in our previous episode, (laughs) there's, it's no, it's really no such thing. Like, pretty much the most beautiful person is probably like a seven, right? (laughs) So we're all fives. (laughs) We're all fives and like Beyonce is, well, okay, we'll give her a 10. But you know what I mean? Like, but a lot of her beauty has to come with the fact that she's like, I own this. And she owns it. And that's a great part of it. When you own it, that brings you up from that five, seven mark to the nine, ten mark. She's still, so she is at eight. And then her her persona and her power and the belief in herself and her confidence brings her up to a 10 and how she carries it. Mm. I mean, and let's be real. So beautiful. The money helps. So whatever. (laughs) That's one point. What I will say, too, is, like, I started highlighting some things in the article, and perhaps, 
Now, just give it to me. Let me run this by you. I will stay Some silent. Some of these things could be why the incels don't have a lady. So... <laughs> Um, they're talking about this, the main person of this article had gone to the, finally got a consultation with this doctor that's going to make him beautiful. He's like, yeah, he was living in an apartment with his, that his parents owned. His bedroom was what he calls typical incel, i.e. trillions of fruit flies multiplying, cigarettes and ash on the floor, dirty clothes all over the place, not a glimmer of light. Mayhaps. I call that depression. This could be the reason why we are flying solo, friends, is because... It's sort of the same effect of people saying that nerds, like having that typical, where they're like, oh, they're just these men who are gross sitting in the basement of their mom's house. And clearly that's not the case. Like, I'm not living in my mom's basement. I know plenty of other nerds who are not living in their mother's basements. These, like I said, they're self-proclaiming themselves to be I this. The, my he said, like, basement. he's a typical. Yeah, a typical and incel. And he's like, oh, I'm a typical incel. And it's like, you're the one labeling yourself this way. Mm-hmm. So I guess incels are unhygienic. Yes. Yes, they are. And they probably don't wash their legs. Gross. <laughs> wash your legs, incels. But, you know, some minor tweaks could be could make all the difference and you don't have to spend he spent like eighteen thousand five hundred dollars to go get his face changed that's the interesting part because a lot of people would assume that also these people are poor Mm. but that's not the case because a lot of these people who are talking about it and getting shit done they have clearly hundreds of thousands of dollars because they talk about lives in europe and flew from the netherlands to fucking indiana yep to go have his surgeries multiple times Several times. Always stays at the same hotel. And they fall into that trap of after they get this done. Then it's a dirty cycle. Then of they, like, they're I gotta like, change oh, wait, this. I this? gotta do this. I what gotta do What about that? that? Yeah. Which I didn't read. I should have read more on the women's side of things because women do this it's too. It becomes like the same. Most, most people who, who get plastic surgery done, if it's something for, I would say, if it's something for a cosmetic reason, not necessarily because they need that cosmetical thing to change. If they're in a car accident mm-hmm. or if, you know, they were, um, something happened with a fire. Or they're fire, born with a, def- or, dis- a deformity. Yeah, many of those things where it's like, um, and I think they've actually shows dedicated to that where it's like these mm-hmm. people who have um, a deformity of whatever reason and then they're like, hey, we can fix that for you. And I think that's wherein I lose my pity is because these people are very rich. Well, I don't think all of them are rich. No, but I the ones that, from the article they talk well, about this, a lot more. Well, she where they're well off. Whether or not they're well off, just that it costs X amount of money to do these things. So how they got it, I'm sure they're, you know, if they're in these forums and stuff like that, no offense, but they're probably like data geeks anyway and doing all kinds of like I don't think they stuff. are. I think most of them are in there and this is their I think it's common for any community when you're obsessed with something. But if you also, like something, you go into those you sorts figure of out how rooms. to make how to pay for it. If you like, if you're an addict, you're going to figure out how to get yeah. your fix. And so I think that that has part to do with it as well. This person didn't pay rent in his for his place that he lives. He lived in his parents' place. A lot of these folks tend to live with their parents or don't have to pay rent and have a little bit more disposable income, I guess. I'm not sure. But a psychologist is needed. Definitely a psychologist is needed. But instead, these guys have just basically convinced themselves, and I'll read this from the article, that their lives would improve significantly if they could somehow become a Chad. So they've tried all of these different things, which I don't understand why we need to make new words for things that already exist. So this is the, they've tried gym selling and steroid maxing with two X's. In, incel speak for bodybuilding and taking steroids. They've tried jelking, penis stretching exercises, and mewing, chewing hard foods to bulk up their masseter muscles, which is said by a British orthodontist, um, Mike Mew, to augment the jawline. And they've tried pulling their faces to reshape them, and they've gotten into skincare. Props to them for getting into a skincare regimen, number one. But going to the gym and taking roids. (laughs) I just, I think. (laughs) And stretching your dick. I don't. And pulling on your face. But see, I don't see anything different here, again, because, I mean, there's full articles of people 
of women, like someone mm-hmm. took pictures of women being like, here's all of these types of devices that women buy. Sure, and yes. it showed them using them, uh-huh. taking pictures of them to say, this is what they do to try to change features on their faces. Absolutely. I mean, they get it too. Again, it's the power structure with the men where it's, we should have this power. We don't have it because we don't look like chads. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to do to take our power back. Whereas women generally seem to be doing this less for power and more for a, and maybe it is for power, but a different type of power. Mm-hmm. It's, well, they're not externalizing it in terms of like, then I'm going to take over and make you feel like shit because you treat right. it, well, depending, depending on the lady, they could do that mm-hmm. whole revenge thing. But usually they're always doing it for the impacts on society and how society has made them feel that they are less than. Right. So therefore they are doing this to make this change so they feel better about themselves so they can go about into the world. They don't have an anger about it and they don't have... um, Right. It's not a privilege, an expectancy. Women have an expectancy of looking a certain way, but it's still different. It's not about what I did. I don't mean it in that regard. I mean, they're not expecting every dude to bow down and then like kiss kiss their feet immediately. And if they do, they're looking at it from a love aspect where they're trying to find someone cool, take care, like a sugar daddy or whatever they're right. doing to take care of them and all that sort of a thing. Whereas these dudes are just like, I'm doing this so I can fuck as many chicks as I, I can. It feels so much more because it's not even just fuck as many chicks. It's like that's their main point. Well, but then dominate. they also have these other parts of it where they're like, but then we'll be successful mm-hmm. if we look this way. But we'll be, yeah. it feels again, I'll repeat it again in different words, where it's like these men are trying to stick to what the patriarch is saying, what it's supposed to be, and that's why they're putting these, that's why chads can do no wrong. Like chads are getting them left and right, and that's what we want to be. So they are trying to continue to keep this into place rather than they could easily very well be like, or we can change the structure. We can Overtake be like, that's the chads. Up. Overtake the chads. It's fucked up. It's wrong. Let's work on ourselves and change what it's actually supposed to be. Right. Versus where um, it feels more passive. So I'm not advocating violence, but I feel like instead of going <laughs> and just randomly shooting a fucking school up or a business or ramming your car into people because you're mad that a lady didn't look at you, mm-hmm. fucking ram your car into a goddamn fashion week. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't get why we then externalize our hate and anger into the into women and that it's women's fault because for your misery and sadness. Because men are still in power. Sure. It's the, that's the reason why. Like women and minorities try to change the system because they realize sticking around in the current system will not work. Like, period. It just will not work. Whereas what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep the system in place by continuing to believe in the system that's not working. But they think it works. Because to them, they're like, oh, but it's working. Look at this guy over here. Mm-hmm. He looks this way. They're getting the woman. They're doing it as if they don't also have their own insecurities. Let's be <laughs> right, real here. exactly. There's a reason why they look that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they aren't all born with it. It could be Maybelline and shellac and fucking paper mache. <laughs> So that's kind of where, and that's why I'm like, I I have a hard time feeling pity. Okay, so I'm looking at it. I read this article recently about blackface, and we all know, well, it was kind of like the origins of blackface, which didn't come from Jewish minstrels back in the whatevers, but it came from Irish people, Irish workers who came here, and they were, you know, the horrible dregs of society, where they were treated like shit. And what they did was they saw that, oh, in order for me to get to the next level, I got to make fun of the people below me. So they started wearing blackface and making fun of black people. And that's where blackface was invented. So that they could come up the damn and Irish. be... How you Catholic people sleep at night. <laughs> so they basically like would put coal or whatever on their faces and make fun of black people. Which I'm sorry, it's that still to me makes no sense to me. Because A, it's not even the color. I get it. But it doesn't matter. They're black, right? Black. Well, I mean, like, be even smart about it. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, okay, continue. I, d- I say it because then that's just how this world has been forever then. So basically... Keep it in place They're not trying to change the system and let's just use Game of Thrones terms, break the wheel. They are saying, no, we just want to climb the ladder because... 
that's just we don't it's almost like they can't be in the throne we're gonna touch it at least lazy to even try to make a change and say we're gonna make this more positive instead we're just gonna be like nope um the next whatever they're gonna call themselves blank cells are gonna be the shits and then we're gonna be chads and then the chads are gonna be whatever the fuck what do they call them giga chads (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like a never-ending cycle instead of saying, well, let's just break it here and be fucking done with all of this, right? Right. Like, beauty standards across the board need to change. And they're slowly changing for women. But now that, you know, reading this article, reading this article, I see that there's work to do on the male side as well. That right. will probably not happen just because these guys just seem to believe, like, if I just make myself prettier then it won't matter who cares like problem solved i think the main issue to think here too is that they'll accept me this is where women i feel are a little ahead of the game than men are because men seem to be 20 years behind when it comes to if i become pretty then they'll love me type of situation whereas we're currently already in point being like it doesn't work but i think it's because we've had to go through our entire history or feminine Feminist, whatever. <laughs> Lady history being subjugated and being told by men how we should look, what we should right. do, what is super pretty. No, you're not cute enough. You need to have a bustle because you need to mimic this big black African lady that we stole from this place. Look at her. She's horrifying, but oh, amazingly sexy at the same time. Like mm-hmm. all of these things that have gone on for as a legacy for women. Now we're like, well, fuck all that shit. I don't have time. Suck my dick. These guys are like, well, now women are doing this to us and making us feel that we have to be Bieber and I'm trying to think. You know, I don't know celebrities. Twilight guy. And I know the Cedric Diggory. The Brawny guy. And I don't even know who the Brawny guy is. The guy from Brawny? Like yes, the literal. The Brawny Lumberjacks, <laughs> right? Where he's sweeping the ground. They have to be fucking the brawny guy and then they have to be a goddamn like football player you know what i mean so they have to be like lebron or whatever it's just when it comes down to it's like welcome to our world right exactly so it's just kind of you're right where it's kind of like they're behind the times because they've never had to have this happen to them right because we're but i also kind of feel like i don't believe this is actually happening to them this is privilege this is just i think it's just low self-esteem and it's it's, it's low self-esteem but it's the anger issue it's the same thing of but that's what's why making women them mad but that's what i'm saying is that it's like they're angry at the patriarchy for being what it is because they weren't given at birth what they should have and then in the same breath being like but the patriarchy's right so we're gonna play into it and be angry at women when the patriarchy states women are here to serve man. So, like, that's how I feel about it when I see these sorts of things is that they're saying this is what we deserve, but because we don't deserve it, we're being told that we don't deserve it by women because we don't look this certain way. But you don't deserve it anyway because based on this article, most of the incels are not white men. So, therefore, you don't get it anyway because you're a white man. But it's the lie. You're not anyway. a white man. It's it's the, it's the whole, I mean, maybe they're uneducated as well as very rich for whatever reason. <laughs> but when you look at it, I mean, it's the same thing where it's kind of like governmentally law speaking. It's like, wow, you know, men of color were given big dicks and, <laughs> and hops. Law-wise, where oh, I'm like, nothing. they're given rights right before, you know, they're still a step above. And so it's that weird they continue to feel like as but men we're up they this. should because men right okay it's like all men are created equal still in there even though technically at the time they weren't Three but fits. all men yes. were created equal blah 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 it's in the bible it's in the whatever it's just that's what it is it's in the constitution it is in the constitution too <laughs> but i'm just saying like that's what it's continually shown as like even if you're of color women are still low oh yes they're I just kind of like you said you're like yeah when it comes down to it like yes Black people are low. Black women are the lowest. Yes. And so that's where, in that, again, that's why I'm like, I have a hard time feeling pity. Just to me, feels like you're being very selfish, very self-involved, mm-hmm. and you're not growing, and you're not paying attention to the world around you. Because guess what, bitches? We've been trying to change this forever. Well, and you could jump on this bandwagon and change the societal type of situation that's having, and instead, you would rather, like you said, they're being lazy. Instead... 
they'd rather pay a bunch of money to change themselves continually, which again, in the article they even show where like someone said, hey, listen, I've gotten a bunch of surgeries done to try to become a Chad. It's actually not happy. I'm Mm -hmm. a very unhappy person. Because I have a mental illness. Reminds me of a previous conversation that we had where it's sort of when people think that changing themselves for someone else Mm -hmm. is going to make you happy. And it's like, that's not what's going to happen. You do it because it makes yourself happy. It all boils down to making yourself happy. And that, again, comes with becoming more self-aware and embracing who you are. And I think I'm very surprised these guys are like in the – some of them are older because, you know, some of the things that they're talking about. But some of them are your age and younger, and I just Mm -hmm. don't get why I would assume, and I'm making a broad assumption about millennials and zillennials and whatever the fuck else is zillennials, is that perennials, I'm not sure, annuals, (laughs) um, I would think that the mindset would be different growing up now and coming up in your time, but it's probably still the same thing of where it's like everything is curated and perfect. Mm -hmm. And if you're not curated and perfect, nobody wants to know you. Again, the part that trips me out is that we live in a society where, and I literally do this every single day when I walk into work, is I count how many people are walking into work on their phones and not looking up. And nine times out of 10, nobody's looking up and paying attention Mm -hmm. anymore. That's just not what we do. Everything is they anymore. want it curated to them. They want to look at their phone and see the curation rather than look up and see reality. Well, not only that, but they're expecting when they're walking that people are just going to s- just look at them. And no, they're looking at their phones too. They're looking at their phones too. Like no one is looking at anybody anymore. That's not how it works. It's like you could literally be sitting next to someone someplace on your phone, not looking at them and be like, oh, like and then they actually get a message that says oh like oh and they're right next to you oh my gosh what a surprise if you just fucking looked up and turned to the left you could probably see that why do you think selfies are so popular oh my god so stupid it's all this (laughs) we say as we do we podcast like this (laughs) well different we're not we're not editing those fucking that's true (laughs) selfies but that's kind of where it's at where it's again it's all curated and it's that whole cycle of being like, well, I don't want to be curated for whatever it is, but it's easy to do that when you're online because it's but I think you're it's, lazy. And then what kind of media are you taking in? You take the media that you want and right. you shovel off to the side what you don't want. But I think want. it's just the expectation of the fact that like, so you just really believe that just because you're you and you're walking down the streets today in 2019 and people are always on their fucking phones that just because of your presence and your essence that people are gonna oh oh and just look up at you like well look at our what media kind of crap is that look at our current media though every single movie that comes out every single show that comes out i am always astonished that i'm like where are the phones it's true they don't have phones they don't have mm-hmm. it so when you're watching movies and you're watching sure. television shows people aren't stuck on their phones like they are in real life. Again, it's the fantasy aspect of it. So they the pop think, culture continues to dictate how yes, things are, and it's still but the it's same. Not. So it has never changed within our pop culture and in like movies and television, right. where you know you're still on a bus and you look at someone from across the room and you just giggle or whatever. Then they like, hey, or like a Mentos commercial or some bullshit. Yes. Okay, again, the fantasy. They think that they're going to be that powerful Chad that. Because they notice. Sure. It's that whole self-involvement. Yeah. It's all about who you are Because I notice this. Everybody else must notice Mm -hmm. this. Thus, it's important. Mm -hmm. When you come to find prettier, especially when you're in therapy, that's the point that you realize, like, oh, everybody else has their own life. Oh, okay, fuck. Oh, snap. And you mean people aren't paying attention to me because they're busy looking at their phones and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Yes. Doy, people. Like, it's it's just... But you say doy, but that's everybody. That's the literal world. I'm not sitting around expecting people to look at me when I walk by. I mean, but didn't you say at one point you were? Didn't you say that there, like, you thought there was going to be at one point you would walk into the bakery and then someone would look up and you'd make Back eye contact? Back in the day. That's how. Because we didn't have phones. But that's how it's continuing. Right. So it's perpetuated itself, which is through right. the pop culture. But that's before. I'm right. Today, I'm like, oh, my God. Could you look up so that you don't fucking run into me is basically where I'm at at this point in time. All right. So I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the doctor. Even though we live abroad, as women of Indian origin, we have a common thread that binds us together because of our strong cultural background. NRI Woman is a platform for women to share their stories and experiences on various topics. 
Our podcast is about inspiring NRI women and their amazing stories. Some of the stories we've covered include growing up in a joint family in India, adopting a child as a single woman, and rebuilding one's life after the loss of a child. Take a listen. We hope you'll be inspired or learn something new. I'm Bettina. And I'm Lenora. And we're the voices behind NRI Women Podcast. We're all heart. Just look for NRI Woman wherever you get your podcasts or find us at nriwoman.com. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. From life on a farm in rural Australia, where wide open spaces made a young woman yearn to know what was beyond her country town. She moved to the city, became a mother, and found her dream career which took her across the world. But still, something's missing. In her search for love, she traveled far, trusted deeply. She wanted so badly to find someone that she almost lost herself in the process and learned some hard lessons along the way. Fool Me Twice, a new memoir by Jules Hannaford. Available on Amazon. Let's well. talk about this doctor who I didn't realize was the same doctor that took away those ribs to make that woman look like a Barbie. Oh, see, I didn't know who the fuck she was. Because oh, there's so many ladies that. who look like a Barbie for so long that this I'm just like, whatever. This was the famous one where she actually took out, like, I think the, the bottom three ribs mm-hmm. of her rib cage to forcibly make her waist that tiny to make it, like, mm-hmm. a true Barbie if they were real life, which actually I'm surprised she's still standing today mm-hmm. because they talked about prior to this – when people were saying, like, you know, standards, beauty standards that aren't realistic. And it was said, like, wow, if she were real, this would not be happening because this person would not be able to hold themselves up. Right. But we, as we've learned again from yep. our previous uh, science podcast things that we've done, people tend to really think the extremes are beautiful. So... Mm-hmm. Extremely tiny Which waist they can. and crazy looking face. <laughs> <laughs> but they can be. I think that those are the parts that make someone unique. Like whenever I meet someone, there's a reason Ringo is my favorite Beatle growing up. Ringo didn't have things removed from himself to make no, him look just, like Ringo. He, he just, just looks like Ringo. Nose. Oh my God, girl. Anyway, continue. All right, so let's talk more about what's the doctor's name again? Uh, Dr. Epley. We'll just give it that. And he's in Indiana. So he is very famous in the in the incel community which he apparently did not and realize and he had no fucking clue which again is very strange okay we'll give it that he doesn't care he's he doesn't getting care money. he's getting paid so i guess it doesn't matter but he's done a lot and um some of his services include shoulder widening and narrowing the clavicle bones are broken and then reconstructed deltoid and quadricep implants and rib removal there are like 10,000 blog posts on his some 10,000 blog posts on his website respond pragmatically to question to patient queries like, do neck muscle implants exist? They could. Can my face be changed to look a lot like someone else? Perhaps. Pictures needed. Am I too old for skull reshaping at 57? He's had patients who are over 70. What's the maximum size of testicle enlargement implants? The largest this person, this doctor has done is seven centimeters in diameter. Please explain to me why you guys need giant balls. I actually saw a documentary on that on HBO, and I can't remember the name of it. This was Giant Balls, the documentary. Maybe. (laughs) But it was. It was talking about the fact of it was extreme uh, genitalia Mm -hmm. changes that people would have. And there were people out there who would purposefully get like insert things to make them bigger and bigger and bigger. And I remember that there was one guy in particular who literally both of them were the size of basketballs where he could sit on them. Why? They, what were, honestly, I think a lot of these, when they get to these extremes, um, sure, I mean, there's a no lot explanation of it, why. There's no explanation. I think a lot of it has to do with the body dysmorphia that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there's things that become fetishized and things that, you know, that control factor um, – Again, I don't remember the documentary that well because it was probably well over 10 years that I've seen this. I just remember that because I remember like 
even the doctors and everybody asking him in the documentary being like, but why would you want this? Mm -hmm. And I think it just became more of like a because I can. And Mm -hmm. it was a need. They just felt this need that they had wanted to be this specific certain way. And honestly, when it comes down to body mutilation, if it makes you happy, go for it. it And it's not hurting anybody else. Go for it. But it does. It comes down to, like, why do people do these things that they do? I mean, there's people out there who purposefully want to look more like animals. Mm -hmm. So they slit their tongues to make it more like a snake. I mean, people would – I'm sure there's many people out there who'd be like, why the hell would they get a tattoo? Right. So it's hard to judge or say anything. So what Dr. Epley says is that if, if his practice had a slogan, it would be, we don't care why you want it. And he also suspects that patients seek him out because he won't ask them any questions. He just doesn't see it as his responsibility to cast judgment. Which, like, when you come at it from a very, like, over seeing perspective that seems right like yeah sure this person wants it done i'm not gonna say why i'm gonna say why not Mm -hmm. that's admirable in that respect but as you continue through the article which i'm sure you're gonna bring up which is the more aspects of it of saying what about these people who truly honestly have problems and you're feeding into that problem and it becomes problematic right So the one thing that is good that he does and that I'm glad that they did include in here is that they say often his rib removal patients are transgender and will get hip implants at the same trip. Transgender female patients make up 10 to 15% of his practice. He performs facial feminization surgery on around 25 patients a year. He does far more facial masculization surgeries on over 100 patients annually. Although all but one of two, one of one or two of them are on cisgender men. So he's doing good work as well as some things that could be questionable. Right. I think the questionable part of it is when it came down to mm-hmm. he wasn't doing, all right, we need to actually vet these people. Right. I don't think that he's also going, okay, so like I'm seeing you like five times. So maybe we should probably talk to a therapist or go to. Right. Find a, a psychologist or something that can also help through this process because right. this seems like a lot. Like you've got to stop at some point, which is very interesting the, because the other guy, the main guy in this the article, eye. yeah, he went to a different doctor who was like, okay, like, are we done? Right. <laughs> well, and they talk more about into him because he's the main one who goes through the entire article. And they talk about the fact that he's like, yeah, I was really happy with my first one. And, it's and like, then it was like, and, and then, then I woke then, up one day and it wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough. And then you, you realize it's like the tiny little nuances that it's like no one fucking notices. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, no one really truly yeah, it's does like notice. You're puffy today because you ate salty food last night and your face is swollen because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. These... It's it's very sad. It's sad. Sad chads. <laughs> That's what they should be called. They're not incels anymore, you guys. They're sad chads. <laughs> so he's also talking about like this one patient that keeps on posting pictures of like cheek implants that he does because now he's got like AutoCAD or whatever and he's like literally like carving these things out God. and on like fucking 3D printers and shit. And so he's like this one patient has like increased my business by 50%. Just because he keeps on, like, sharing this information out there. Well, yeah, because he's literally saying, look at how great my cheeks are. Look at how great blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, oh, my God, I could get that, too. He's like, wow, I didn't even. He this doctor has, like, no idea where these people are, like, how these people are finding him. So now this article is like the journalist is like, oh, here's how they're finding you. He's just like, oh, well, maybe they could get some help. So, of course, in order to placate themselves and make it seem like they actually don't really have a problem, incels are kind of like body dysmorphia was invented by old cell psychologists who grew up in the 50s and had no problem to find a looks matched or even better looking wife. Why do they keep That's not how that words? works. Well, it's not that they're making upwards. Just to me, it's like, you don't think that they had those problems back then, too? You know exactly. what the difference is? They didn't have an internet where things were constantly coming exactly. at you. Constantly. They didn't have an Instagram where you can follow all of these people who mm-hmm. constantly take pictures of themselves, looking yeah, the best not, that they can it's be. It's not who, a 24-7 And they medium. definitely made themselves look this way, too. It's not effortless. Beyonce's gorgeous and beautiful. When she gets up and she's getting a picture taken and she's on stage and she's doing movies and videos and all that, that is work. Mm -hmm. She was four hours in makeup. Yeah. I mean, we know she wakes up 
beautiful. She wakes up beautiful but. anyway. But the point of the matter is, is that she looks completely different waking up, putting her hair into like whatever she puts it into and just d- goes about her day. She doesn't look like she does on stage when she's working out for an hour to keep her body in shape. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how it works. But people, because when we see these things through media, it makes it look so simple and easy. There's a woman, sorry to get a little off topic, but there's a woman from The the Good Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Indian woman. J- Jamila Jamil. Thank you. So there's this woman on The Good Place, Jamila Jamil, who has become a pretty staunch feminist at this point, really trying to take it down and less of you shouldn't, because a lot of particularly women, uh, when they do social media, they will, generally speaking, do things for just like, oh my gosh, I love McDonald's. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll pick a brand name of something and it makes it look like they're just having a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. But in reality, these people are getting paid Mm -hmm. for this. If you are listening to a podcast and you hear... Except ours. Except ours, clearly. (laughs) But if you're listening to a podcast and you hear a brand name of anything, whether it be food, even if it seems in brief like, oh yeah, that is my favorite candy, they got paid for it. Oh, absolutely. They clearly got paid for that. But when she says that my problem isn't the fact that that the Kardashians or any one of them is saying, like coming out and saying like, hey, have the shake. It's super awesome. Mm -hmm. The point of the issue that she has is saying, hey, you're making it seem like you can Mm -hmm. easily get my body by simply doing this Mm -hmm. one thing. And that's a lie. It's like those Hardee's commercials. Yes. Where all those ladies are eating them burgers. We know them bitches don't eat no goddamn burgers. She's saying, go ahead and do them. But she's like, show the full routine. Mm -hmm. Or actually show that when you have this like. Show your actual meal. Yeah. Or like (laughs) when you eat this product that you have diarrhea. Right. Like that's what it's doing to Mm -hmm. you. Because you don't eat it. Right. And so I think that's where in, like particularly if you're online constantly being fed all of this information, you think, oh my God, if I just did this one simple, easy thing. And then when they fail, they look at themselves saying like, I'm doing it wrong. I'm the wrong. I'm the, and it's like, no, it's because these people already have thousands of dollars and they're doing many other things, including taking a vitamin that actually doesn't work. Right. To your point, what is it? Truth for lie who is the main focus of this article. Wouldn't give his real name or anything. Going through his, getting ready to have his surgeries, he wrote on a forum that, I hope it goes well and this will be a real change. But where do I need to begin? I need women, lots of women to make up for my miserable life. I need a new social circle, a new identity, a new life. I've been thinking of leaving leaving my country. I want to live in hotels in tropical countries, live a playboy life there. Only fucking hot blonde European girls. I have the money. I have the freedom. I need to go and leave this goddamn rotten place. I need to leave everything behind. My old life. And then somebody else replied, I think you're expecting too much from just some jaw implants. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it is. They think it's the end all. It's the, this is what's going to change change. And it's like, you didn't change who you are. Right. You're still a douche. Doesn't matter if you're a douche in sheep's clothing or wolf's clothing. Basically, let's be real about shit. Like, jaw implants are not going to be your end-all, be-all thing that's going to make you something else. If you, it was if you're a douche, you're a douche. Right. You can't change who you can. You can change who you are on the outside. On the outside, but if you're a nasty, shitty person on the inside, you're just always going to be a nasty, shitty person. Look at fucking Ted Bundy. I'm going to plug mm-hmm. someone else, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but his name is Doctor Nerd Love. I'm sure Mm -hmm. I've mentioned him before, where a lot of his job, because he does self-help advice and stuff. And so I enjoy reading it because people have questions. And most of the time I'm like, I don't even need help with that or anything. But it's still interesting and good for me to know that be like, wow, people still have this problem Mm -hmm. apparent. And perhaps there are people on there who are incels asking the questions. Mm -hmm. But the main ones that he always seems to get, and he even repeats it whenever he does this advice where he's like, I've already answered this, but I feel like I need to answer it again. And I'm going to tell it to you, but like also you can go here, here, and here. I read an article that he was in too for many people talking about self-help self-help advice and all of them saying the same thing. Yeah, we seem to get the same type of question over and over and over again. And one of them always said, seems to be, why can't I get this person? Mm-hmm. Why can't I get the girl? Why mm-hmm. can't I whatever? And he always says that he's like, it has... First of all, you need to stop being like, why can't I get this person? And it needs to come from, how can I be the person that I want to be? Right. He's like, because the first step is, is you need to be your own person. Women don't tend to like when men 
don't have their own life when right. they aren't somebody and he's like if you don't have hobbies and you don't know what to do he's like get one he's like it sounds terrible but he's like it's what i'm saying from the get-go which is like learn how to play guitar learn how to you know draw learn how to you know put yourself to something else that can make you passionate mm-hmm. to have something that you do so then you have something more to talk about than right. just you're so beautiful and gorgeous right and so that's kind of wherein i think there's the superficial, which is what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. thinking this is going to change it because I look this way. But as we've talked before, you can be a beautiful person. And then you start talking with them and I'm like, oh, my God, this person's so boring. <laughs> oh, my God, this person's so whatever. And I have friends who are like, yeah, they're great for a one-time fuck because, yeah, why not? Sure. Right. But is that what you want? Right. And maybe that is what this guy wants. Sure. He clearly is saying, I want to live the Playboy well, lifestyle. Well, yeah, he wants to be in a Dracar Noir ad or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but... I mean, that's just not how life goes. If you think you're going to be fulfilled also, when you get that, few people are, I feel. Once you find out that those people don't know whatever you're into, you're going to be like, okay, well, nothing to talk about here. They're not into Pokemons or whatever (laughs) the fuck else, D&Ds or cars or anything. It's... I think that, again, it's coming from the wrong angle, too. I think some people think that that superficial lifestyle is nice because it's easy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. It's just like live in the whatever. And if you want that, that's fine. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I would rather be with someone who can think, who thinks, you know, there's more to this life than the nine to five work and doing nothing else, you know? And just sitting around being pretty and like taking selfies of themselves on Instagram. Right. And I mean, some people like they're making a living off of that. Don't get me wrong. Like that's great for them. But like also in the same breath, that's just not what I want. I want to live life. That's what I want. Well, let's quickly talk about the violent aspect of being an incel because they did mention that in the article as well that some of these dudes who after they've had their surgery they still hold on to their anger of course they do because you haven't changed as a person <clears throat> exactly so um this one feminist writer jessica valenti described them as not a community of sad men that reflect a societal problem with loneliness they're a community of violent misogynists that reflect a societal problem with sexism and sexual entitlement which I love, Jessica Valente. I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, I would say probably hashtag not all incels, but hashtag a large majority of them. I mean, I guess I should have started the podcast like that off like that. I was, I actually <laughs> thought about it where I was like, we get it. Not all men. Right. We get it. So, yes, a lot of this is a generalization mm-hmm. of things. We understand that, but it's taking away from the problem when you say not all men. I truly just kind of like the same thing where it's like, you know, not all, all lives matter. Not all women. Yeah, it's like no, that's that's not what we're trying to say here. Maybe not all incels, but that doesn't mean that the community is not problematic. Much like the neo-Nazis, much like anything that's actually not healthy even. Right. Where if you're going to like you said misery loves company, the more that you have these type of folk getting together and talking, all it's going to do is continue to ruminate mm-hmm. that bad experience and that negativity. And you can't grow and you can't get out of it. And you begin to feel more valid in your opinions of terribleness. Well, yeah, because there's a bunch of people that are behind mm-hmm. you like, yeah, bitches. <clears throat> when it's not bitches' fault, it's it's just who you, it's just life. Like, if you're going to be a sad loner dude, you're not going to find people. You actually have to go out into the world and try. It's the whole. But then again, technically, we shouldn't talk because we. <laughs> We don't go out into the world and try, but we do try to make ourselves better humans. Right. I mean, that's therein the difference. We're not trying to date, but we are trying to make ourselves better human people. It's well, and I think that that's where people, yeah, always continually get it wrong. It's I don't know. Stop trying to put others' actions to be your problems. You cannot control how other people are. Mm-hmm. You can only control yourself. And so by saying it's their fault that I am currently this way and it's something that you can change, I mean, it's a quite different story <laughs> when it's like, it's their fault I was put into slavery. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes it is. it was. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Good point. But – also, you can't say in the same breath being like, it's their fault that all of the peanut butter and jelly's gone. <laughs> it's like, okay, well. Go buy some more at the store because that's just how things yeah. go. You, When you consume something, it empties out and you'll have to replace it. That's just how life that's is. That's just how it is. 
So, well, let's end it on this. The comment that the doctor, that true for truth for lies, finally went to back in the Netherlands, where he's like, he had his fifth jawline implant revision for uh it's in so he went to a doctor in holland and the doctor said do you say i'm happy with how i look now he asks or do you go deeper down the rabbit hole with a chance to fuck up everything with another procedure because you can always be better looking that's basically it right there in a nutshell and while a lot of people like they go yes (laughs) well some people think that it's worth it i mean People make fun of it all the time, the women who have gotten jobs done, and they're like, oh, clearly they've gotten botched jobs, and look at them now because they've done too many surgeries, Mm -hmm. and look at them whatever. Look at Michael Jackson. And it's just – Look at Michael Jackson. There's – well, and that's why there's that we can't get – you can't turn me into looking like – Freaking like I'm trying to think of any every celebrity out there. I don't look like anybody. <laughs> like you can't take me and try to turn me into something that I'm well, not. Well, they could. They could, but this isn't Face Off. <laughs> like, but it could be Sex in the City when Samantha win the doctor's like I could do this and this and this and right. this and this and she look like a sad clown with like all these like dots and lines and dashes. Sure, we can all be better looking per but se. We are who we are in and the at end. At the end of, it. of the day, we're going in the ground or we're getting burned up and we're getting shot up in a firework or doing whatever. So there's points of yes, I completely understand why you want to get a surgery and stuff done, especially for boob reductions. I totally get it. I know a lot of people have Well, done yeah, it. for if you're doing something legitimately for right. a health reason. People get rhinoplasties so that they can breathe. Yep. They get breast reductions so that they can actually not have suffer and from walk. back pain anymore and move like a normal human. I mean, there are things that are legitimate when it comes to that. And I have, this is not about that at all. No, and there's clearly good things, like you said, for the transgender community. Where it's like, hey, wow, this is fantastic. They can finally look how they feel they should look. And that can be great. I think that everybody should have that chance for it. But as we said in the very beginning of the podcast of this episode, yeah, there's there should be, I feel, someone, a therapist alongside of you as you continue to talk because – what at what point does it become we're not happy anymore because we don't even know what we're trying to achieve at the end of the day? Well, and look at this doctor even says like I wondered why some of my patients are the way they are. I've been dealing with them for years unknowingly. He said, I just take them as some of our challenging young male patients, but this certainly explains some of their behaviors psychologically. This is an abnormal group, but yet still he doesn't feel that screening is his responsibility to do. I mean, because that's not his job. I mean, it's much kind of like I would almost – the reason I'm not as upset with him about it, I do believe that he needs to have other things in place. I just place. feel like it violates the reason, Yes and no, though, because in the same breath when it comes down to it, it's kind of like when – like Hobby Lobby was like, guess what? We want to dictate what they can mm-hmm. get with their health insurance. Women should not have birth control. Right. Like, and that's like, that's fucking bullshit. You should not be able to dictate that because as a human right, we should have the choice. That's where I'm like, I agree with him. Like, it's not his job to say – we need to do this. But ethically speaking as well, there need to be things that are in place and for him to actually have conversations with rather than being like, sure, we'll do the sixth surgery that could literally fuck you up and make you like. But I guarantee you the issue is is that he can do that. He can say, here are the risks. Here are the benefits. Here's the whatever. And they're going to say yes or no. Who's to say what kind of therapist? Maybe they have to have two psychologists? Like, because one psychologist could still have a bias mm-hmm. and say, no, that person shouldn't get it because of what they believe in. Like, where is the line and where is it like, but it's his job? Just let him do it. He's getting paid. I don't know. I just, it's a weird slippery slope. Like, you have, as a doctor, an oath. You take an oath to take care of people and to be there to make sure that they are healthy. And if you see someone coming in having 20 plastic surgeries or 50 plastic surgeries, you know that there's an issue and you can say no to them. And you and if they find somebody else, they find somebody else. But you know that you had integrity and that you did something. It's like saying, okay, so this woman comes into the doctor and she's got broken ribs and a fucking broken jaw because her man was beating her. Well, it's not my job then as a doctor to go report that because I'm just a fucking doctor. I'm just going to patch her up and give her some Tylenol and let her go home. You know what I mean? So Yeah, they have the, the responsibility. There is a responsibility there to say... This is not good. Like right. if someone Between would the came in and mental well to and was like had slit their wrists or done something else, there is a protocol that they would then have to go and probably be on a hold for something. 
you just don't say, okay, well, let's just wrap you up and send you home. You know what I mean? So from that perspective, I can see exactly what you're saying. Yes. So, I mean, agreed. He's just doing a job and he's just trying to make money. But... But maybe it needs to be where it's like, by the time, third time, you're having the same surgery yeah, if over, I you see need him, to be like, I have a note. He's also said that he's had to redo his surgeries because they don't always work the first five times. Right. So, because he's doing experimental surgeries. Right. So you get what you get when it comes to that as well. And how and bodies... if you have to keep going back and having this same thing fixed, that's a problem. Like, with Truth For Lie, who had to go for the fifth time to have this reset. Although... According to him, well, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, but with also it. It had he nothing had to, to do go with back he got to the what doctor he had. for the first couple of. T- he had to go back a couple of times just to get it right. But he said too, he was like, "Hey, this might be a little big," mm-hmm. and he said, "Nope, I want it anyway." Yeah, give me that big ass jaw. And then he got it, and then, then he realized like, he looked like Thanos. And he's and like, wait, it not is too big. Thing. And then he <laughs> was like, "Well, you have to wait for the swelling to go down. You can't no. just in the first week yeah. say." Yeah. And then he, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. He was like, I looked at myself because the swelling hadn't happened yet. And I looked great. And he was like, like, <laughs> It's, again, we, we talk about it before, expectations. Always the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Life ain't a fantasy, folks. You're beautiful as you are. If we just all Unless live... your personality fucking sucks. Well, if you're, like I said, if you're a douche, you're a douche. It doesn't matter <laughs> how pretty how much pretty makeup you slap on your douche pig face. You're still a douche pig. So there's that. All right. So to the story. <laughs> if you like our podcast, you can rate and review us, but also you can find us on Twitter, Battle of Pod, Instagram, Battle of Podcast, and you can email us maybe your own stories and thoughts on Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, chads. Sad chads. <laughs> we love you. I don't. Someone loves you, not Mallory. No, I don't. All right. Thanks, you all. Cheers. Bye. Psychology isn't an, is, psychology, this isn't a normal, in, what is this? Psychology, this is an abnormal group. That doesn't make sense. Psychologically. Psychologically, this is an abnormal group.